Welcome to or welcome back to the Made For More podcast with yours truly, McKenna Romaniano. And this podcast was designed to help you elevate your life, faith, fitness, and nutrition so that you leave with more than you came with. You are made for more and that's exactly what this podcast was created to show you. So let's level up together and jump into this episode. What is up, my people? We're going to chat today about five things and literally give you five exact tips that changed my entire life. And I don't say this lightly, and it's not fitness and nutrition because you guys have enough of that on this podcast. It's going to be more mindset and self-development and just like being a better person for yourself. I'm not going to say go to the gym, get up at 5 a.m., like do all these crazy things because in reality, like I don't even do those things, so I'm not expecting you to, but these five things really have shifted the way that I live life on a daily basis and day-to-day things. Let's just dive right in. So first one is really what you're on right now and how you probably found me and how we're chatting in the DMs and just all of what we just do on a daily basis is through social media. And I've changed the way that I've used it since starting my fitness account. Um, I first started in my Instagram, like my personal one when I was like, what, 13 years old, which was normal to do that. And just posted like random photos or like the, what was it, the Tumblr era and like trying to be aesthetic with the filters and what was the filter that everybody was using? Was it like Zapia or... I don't remember. There was some certain filter that everybody and their mother was using and it was a cool thing to do. And that was just how it worked back in the olden days. And I say olden days, that was like, what, 10 years ago? Um, But things have changed and social media is now really curated. It's not just random filters. It's Facetune. It's explore pages. People are paying to show you ads. People are preying on your insecurities. People are trying to sell you juice cleanses and things that just will not work for you. But it's what that the algorithm wants you to see because it's now a monetization platform. And so as social media has changed, as our mental health has changed, as you've grown older, we have to change the way we look at social media and utilize it in order to be happy, truthfully. Like social media can take one of two ways. And I've heard people say this all the time is that social media is the cause for so many mental health issues, which I do not believe is true whatsoever, because it is how you use it. You can use social media for really good things. Think about like people staying connected as they go overseas or like Facebook Messenger, or I don't know, a lot of moms use Facebook. Some use them for really negative reasons. Others use it for really positive reasons, like just to stay in contact. But that's kind of a different generation from the modern day Instagram throwing things in your face all the time, TikTok, immediate gratification. And so how I changed how I use social media is I don't doom scroll, set timers. I make sure I'm having other things to do with my day instead of setting aside turtle time, which is what I call it when I just like used to doom scroll. I still have my turtle time, which means just like I sit in my car when it's like I get back home, I sit in my car for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes and just go on my phone and do whatever. But I've tried not to doom scroll and that really has changed my mental health because I just don't see these curated photos anymore. I don't see all these people claiming to be super happy, which I mean, I do the same thing. I did the same thing for a while as I posted these photos and it looked like I was living my best life. But behind the scenes, like you don't see the anxiety that's going on. You don't see the loneliness that's going on. You don't see the insecurities, the body image, all the stuff that's real and raw that I try to showcase more on my Instagram and my social media and just this podcast more because it's real. And so doom scrolling kind of did the opposite was put you in a box and say, you're not good enough where these people are superior subconsciously. And so I don't doom scroll anymore. I post things and I leave Instagram, occasionally watch more stories for my friends just to keep up, but really eliminating the doom scrolling and mindlessly scrolling truthfully uh 
I use social media now in a way to enhance my life instead of keep me small and compare myself. I updated my search and explore pages. So Instagram is very curated and you can curate what you want to see. So for example, if somebody sends me a bunch of these memes and I like them all, I'm going to see more of that kind of meme. Meaning like if there's dog videos, I love a good golden retriever video. There's so many cute ones. On my explore page now, since I've searched out a couple of times and I've interacted with those posts, I see more golden retriever and dog videos. Love that for me. It used to be bikini photos. It used to be girls that had unattainable physiques for me. It used to be Photoshop. It used to be Facetune. All these things used to be really curated on my feed because that's what I was looking at. That's what I really wanted, quote unquote, to see. And so that's what was fed to me. And I think now with the change of how I use social media, it's more lighthearted stuff. It's more dog videos. It's more workout videos. It's more real life, like before and after, quote unquote, like five seconds in between, you know what I'm talking about, where they have like the mirror selfie of like pose versus unpose. It's more of just the real raw stuff that I post myself and I want to surround myself around because it's real. So one habit changed my life, genuinely changed my entire life. I don't doom scroll. Social media is just altered how I utilize it. I still utilize it, it's just altered. Number two is getting up early. And I said earlier, 5am, absolutely the fuck not, not 5am, but going to bed on time. Now this might change depending where you are, or what season of your life you're in right now. Like currently I'm in Europe and there's a big time difference. So my work schedule and my life schedule has been shifted. So I go to bed really late, but I also get up late ish. So what I mean by that is just get your sleep in and have a consistent sleep in wake routine. For me, getting up early is still early for me in Europe, even though it is like 9, 10 a.m. because I'm up earlier than people in the States and doing things that like my job, for example, like that is done before people get up and get moving in their day. There's just something about getting up when it's peaceful and serene, getting stuff done before people even wake up. Um, You might not be able to get up the early on a regular basis, but having those slow mornings, having those mornings are really dedicated to you working out in the morning. If you want to work out in the morning and not after work, quiet in the morning, deep breaths, drink your water, make your coffee, make your breakfast, like really be intentional with your mornings and getting up early, but also going to bed on time. If you don't go to bed on time, there's no shot that you're getting up early. Early is again, relative, but that's something that genuinely has changed my life because I used to just lay in bed and procrastinate my day, then I would be rushed, stressed, anxious, and just never really had a good start to my day. Getting up early changed my life. And not to be dramatic, but it did change my life. (laughs) Um, But again, not 5am, not one of those 5am girls whatsoever. Right now, truthfully, I'm like a 9 or 10am girl, but I also go to bed at like 1 or 2am. Again, time differences. Gotta work with what you got. The third one is my calendar. I live and die by Google Calendar, not literally, but My friends back when I was in college used to send me calendar invites if they wanted to hang out with me because that's the only way they knew that I would be available. (laughs) Um, So they wanted to hang out with me. They'd send me a calendar invite. Um, If it's not on the calendar, it's not happening. So this goes with everything, things that you don't even think you need to put on your calendar. If you need structure and structure is the key to freedom. That's I something wholeheartedly believe a mentor told me that one time because I felt like really chaotic. I'm working for myself. I'm doing things on my own time, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing that scared me the most was 
this freedom that I created, which I wanted, right? But freedom is actually created in structure. I woke up every day not knowing what I was going to do, not knowing what I was going to post for my business, not knowing how I was going to execute for my clients. And I think the biggest thing that changed for me is having that structure. So I have KPIs every single day for myself. I have structure. I have time blocking. I have tasks to do every single day that are going to get me closer to being the best coach that I can be. Continued education, scheduling things out, having meetings, planning these things, time blocking. It really did structure set me free. So I think structure is great not to be bound by it. Like, of course, spontaneity is huge, but structure is also the thing that did end up setting me free. And so for my calendar, I time block my gym time. I time block reminders. I time block meetings. I time block events. I time block travel if I need to. Now, this might seem excessive to some people. For me, it works really, really well just because of how my life is set up. You might not need to time block as intensely as I do, but use a calendar, organize your life. If it feels chaotic right now, structure will 100% set you free. Fourth one is how I talk to myself. So I'm still working on this, if I'm being completely honest. I'm recording this and I'm really in a funk right now. Um, I'm going to be really, really honest. I'm not feeling really good right now. Body image is not going so well. I'm just, I'm sitting in my apartment right now recording this and really feeling gross, but that's okay. I know this is a phase. I know this is a funk. This is why I feel really weird talking about how I talk to myself because I've been getting better. And when I wrote the notes for this podcast, I was in a really good spot. And I noticed that even recording this, my self-talk has been more negative going into this funk that I'm in right now, which is even more important. And it's, a, I guess, a sign for me that this is something that did change my life. And it does change my life. How you talk to yourself changes your life. How, the promises that you keep to yourself change your life. And so even if you don't believe it, it's not just be optimistic 24-7 because that can honestly get tiring. And we all know those people who are like toxically positive, which is not a great look. But really trying to alter the words that you talk to yourself with subconsciously. You might get up in the morning, look at yourself in the mirror and not think anything of it. But your brain starts telling you you're fat, you're ugly, you need to go to the gym, you can't eat breakfast today, you have to intermittent fast, like all these things that are probably popping up in your subconscious just because you've trained yourself to talk like that. You see a photo of yourself, your arm's too fat. You see a photo of yourself, oh my gosh, like I have a double chin. You see a photo of yourself, I should have angled my body this way, like my leg or my stomach is sticking out, whatever it might be. The way we talk to ourselves directly impacts how we show up in the world. For example, real life example, me today versus me last week. Me last week, I was in the gym. I was feeling great. I was like feeling really lean. I had sports bra and some shorts on. I was like loving life. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so strong. Like, let's freaking go. Some pump up music, you know, the vibe. Like we love it. In one week, I showed up to the gym today, had a sweatshirt on, had oversized, uh, I guess, joggers on, went in, head down, hair up, hood, like completely different vibe. Didn't want to take my sweatshirt off, even though I look literally no different than how I looked a week ago. Genuinely no different. The way that I talk to myself and show up for myself, it was completely different. And so the way that you do talk to yourself, if you don't notice it, just bring awareness to that piece of it. And if you can start catching those thoughts, you don't have to change them right away. Just start catching those thoughts about how you talk to yourself. And that's going to drastically change the way that your subconscious works. We've just been doing this for so long. And I say we because I'm in the same boat. We've been harping ourselves and negatively talking to ourselves and really just digging ourselves into this hole of how we look at ourselves, talk to ourselves, and just interact with our innermost being. The more that we do that, the easier it is to do it. The more that you go to drive to work on the same highway, the same turns, the same stoplights, same traffic every single day, the more automatic that gets. 
So when we're trying to take the back roads to work or try to take a different road or a detour, you have to pay extra attention to the roads, the traffic signs, to the traffic itself, because it's a new and unfamiliar route. That is exactly what's happening with your brain. We go down the same path every single day. We go down the same self-deprecating path and self-loathing and bad body image and all these things so, so often that the opposite is not normal for us. It's just not accepted. It feels wrong. It feels icky. It feels gross. It feels unnatural to start complimenting yourself, to not nitpick yourself apart in photos, to actually talk good about yourself. It's hard and it's what you need to do to rewire your brain. You need to go through those hard detours, go through those hard right turns, go through those hard stoplights, like do things differently to get a different result. And you might not feel like it's anything huge, but the way that you talk to yourself really does impact the way you show up in the world. Truthfully, if you don't believe me, give me two days of your time, just start being aware of your thoughts and changing them. And you're going to notice your life is going to change. I'm preaching the choir here. I need to hear this myself as well. The last one is getting to know myself again through therapy and solo dates. Like I said, I am traveling right now. I'm in Europe and solo flying solo over here. Um, therapy also, if you've never been to therapy, please go. I think therapy is something that everybody, no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter what you're going through, like you don't need to be in a bad spot, quote unquote, to go to therapy. There's so much you can learn about yourself by just having somebody else ask you inquisitive questions about yourself that you've never really thought of before. Working through minor issues that could show up in patterns in your life and giving yourself that time to get to know yourself. You're the only person that goes to bed and gets up every single day with yourself. No matter if you have parents that still live with you, siblings, partners, whatever stage of life that you're in right now, you're the only one that goes to bed and gets up every single day with yourself and knows every single thought going on inside your head. Whether you're aware of it or not, that's a different story, but you are you. You are the only person that has such control over yourself because you are her. And if you don't know who she is, then how are you expected to love everybody else to show up the best that you can? in your life, in your job, in your relationships, in your family, whatever it might be, because you don't even know who you are. That's a scary thing to think about is that the depths, for me, the depths of myself that I don't know are scarier than the unknown of the world, scarier than the ocean, scarier than skydiving, scarier than anything that snakes, spiders, whatever you're scared of. The fact that you don't know yourself, the depths to which who you are, is scary than those kinds of things because you don't know what you're capable of. You don't know what good, bad, ugly you're capable of if you don't know yourself. And so becoming, again, go back to the, like, talk to yourself. Talk to yourself like your inner child. Bring that part out of you. Get to know who you are. Be playful again. Really just explore who you are through music, through travel, through relationships, through just figuring out what you like on a day-to-day basis. Who are you? genuinely, who are you? And if you don't know the answer to that question, I don't even know the answer to that question. I've been trying for years now, but I'm getting deeper and deeper every single day that I intentionally make an effort to get to know her. 30 seconds of courage is all it takes for hard decisions, for taking that leap of faith, for doing the next step in the process. Just give yourself that 30 seconds of radical courage. Ask yourself these hard questions. Sit with yourself. Get curious. Hype yourself up. Go on a solo date. Like, These things you genuinely, nobody can do for you. I can tell you that this changed my life, but if you're going to do it, that's up to you. And that's the thing is I can't act on these behavior changes for you. I can give you advice and I can give my clients advice and I can teach them the evidence-based way of doing things because that's what I do is everything. Everything that I do is evidence-based. 
And at the same time, like it's up to you. So if you take anything away from this podcast, these are the five things that genuinely have changed my life that has nothing to do with fitness and nutrition. Notice I didn't talk about fitness besides working out in the morning. That's the only time I mentioned fitness. Same thing with nutrition. It is up to you to be able to learn about yourself and know yourself and really give yourself that grace and that love and that respect that you deserve. So these five things are things that changed my life. Send me a DM on Instagram. Message me. Just let me know how you're feeling. If you need support, if you're going to implement any of these, I would love to hear from you guys because these are five things that changed my life. If there's a sick thing that changed yours, I would love to know so I can implement it and we can start the conversation. So even in the Q&A part of this podcast, I think that's a new thing that Spotify and Apple and whatever is doing, comment. Let me know how things are going and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Until next week, I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you're at the gym, on the road, cleaning, or walking your dog, I am so glad you chose to spend the last few minutes with me. Find all the links to connect with me in the show notes. And if you have a question or an idea for a guest, please submit the form also found in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe or follow to never miss a new episode drop. And until next time.